Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Euler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, you heard the Here We Go Steelers. You know that can only mean one thing, especially on a Wednesday, baby. That means it's time to take you to where we like to go. Right here on Steel Nation Radio, Still is bliss to be exact for the next three segments. Yours truly, Arthur Motes. Got my partner in crime, the one and only Wesley Euler. One of us decade-long NFL experience, the other with an exceptional head of hair. But y'all decide by the time we're done with today's segment. But either way, man, we are excited because it is officially game week. It's officially time to put up or shut up, and I cannot wait. Oh, but obviously before we get there, we did have a lot that we need to talk about. Mm -hmm. Roster moves, numbers retired, and all that other good stuff, but the sound of that, mm mm-hmm, could it be an indication that somebody has their voice back? Ah, baby, we're feeling it. Whoa. I tell you what. Whoa. Yeah, took me about four days to recover, but uh, if we would have done the show on, if we would have had a show on Monday, if it wasn't the holiday... I would, I would have been at like eighty percent capacity. Okay, okay. But I, okay. I think I'm I think I'm finally back to hundred percent. I yes. like it. I like <laughs> it, man. So shout out to you, man. Hope you had a good Labor Day weekend. You as well. You as well. Oh yeah, absolutely, man. You know, I, I had fun. I did a little traveling, but obviously had a little work action as well, man. Got a chance to call the GMU game. My first one on ESPN Plus. Let's I was go. definitely fanboying myself. <laughs> so yes, it was a vibe. <laughs> I listened to the first quarter. I watched the first quarter and listened to the first quarter. Uh, and let me just say, I mean, you're a natural cousin. Oh, oh, oh man, well, I greatly appreciate you, man. I was thinking of everything you told me in the past. <laughs> just say whatever comes to your heart, regardless of what it is. Just say it. So I was up there saying it all, man. <laughs> but no, man, it was definitely a blast, though, man. And shout out to you, man, for you know showing a little support like that, man, from the heart. Greatly of course, appreciate of you. But yeah, man, we have tons, 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 man. Whether we're talking game preview, you know we might uh, tap into that a little bit today. We definitely got to talk about this depth chart, the clerical error that took place on that depth chart oh, as you well. you say. You know, got to talk about that, man. But I do want to start first off with the the legend, you know, 
the, the, the guy who just had his number retired, the guy that when you land in Pittsburgh at the Pittsburgh International Airport before you can even get to pick up your bags, you see this gentleman performing one of the most iconic acts in sports history, mm-hmm. not just football. And we're talking about the Immaculate Reception. We're talking about a play, a name of a play that transcends sports. It's one of those things. It's kind of like the band being on the field. People don't <laughs> know always where it comes from, but they know but the they've same. heard it. Yeah. The Immaculate Reception, the Immaculate Extension, all these different variations. The band off is on of the it. field is a good one. Do yeah. you believe in miracles? All of these things yeah. stem off of certain moments in times, certain moments in sports history. And what we just named was three very different sports having three very different outcomes. But all three of those things being very iconic and not just, like I said, from a sports perspective, but from a cultural yes. perspective yes. as well. Like transcend sports yes. in a way, yeah. Absolutely. So for me, man, when we got the news that Mr. Rooney was going to be making an announcement, a special announcement, obviously the anticipation was there. Who knew what it was going to be? I thought it was that they were re-signing Arthur Motes. Oh, no. I One-year one deal. I thought somebody got fired or somebody had cancer. Because typically, oh, well, the well, last I mean, time I was here for a special announcement was when the Pitt Panthers made the special announcement for James Conner. So forgive me, that's where my mind instantly went. And then after that, I said, okay, if it's not a player, is Coach T still having his press conference? Okay. Because if he is not, then that means something is happening up top. All we right. don't want that either. All right. Yes, but, no, we did not. But we had the 12 o'clock press conference, so everything was good. Everything was copacetic. And then we had this, the, the chair snafu. Is it one chair? Is it two chairs? Is it three chairs? Oh, my gosh. They added a third oh chair. Oh, my gosh. What could it be? Who is this third chair? But to all of our surprise, but at the same time, to a lot of our jubilation, man, it was awesome to hear that it was going to be Franco Harris's number 32 jersey officially being retired, the third official number to be retired in Steelers history, that? man. So, you know, he joins the likes of Ernie Stottner and um, and Joe Green in terms of having their numbers officially retired, man. So, Wes, man, just take some time, man, and just talk about what that means to you because obviously, you know, you've been rocking with Steel Nation way longer than me. Your family has been. I know they talk about the history of Franco, the history of the Mount Rushmore conversations, and yep. he is a name that I'm sure that you could, you know, do a little bit more justice to as well. Yeah, growing up as a kid in Pittsburgh, I mean, Franco Harris is about as synonymous with the Steelers as you can get. Um, I think that, that you know, the holy Mount Rushmore of the 70s, uh, you've got Mean Joe Green, of course, you've got Bradshaw, you've got Franco, well, I'm going to need to add another bust to Mount Rushmore here because you've got Noel and you've got Rooney. You know, those are the those are the five names that the five with, heartbeats. With, with, yes, with all with all due respect to the <laughs> Lamberts and the Hams and the Shells and all and all these different people, Swan and Stallworth and and and, and Webster, who deserve their flowers and have, have gotten their flowers. Those first five are always the biggest names that you hear, and. You know, Franco Harris is one of those guys. Again, he he's more than just a sports icon in Pittsburgh. You, everyone who who comes Franco's to the Pittsburgh Italian airport, Italian Army, Franco's Italian Army. Everyone who comes to the Pittsburgh airport, when you land, you see the statue. Everybody, you know, the majority of kids. I don't know if they still do it, Mozi, but when I was growing up, every school in the Pittsburgh area. At some point in your elementary school days, you took a field trip to the Heinz History Museum. And when you go to the Heinz History Museum, they've got the Franco and the Immaculate Reception display there as well, too. It's it's part of Pittsburgh history and culture, I, I, not just Pittsburgh sports history and culture. 
I can confirm they still do take those trips prior to COVID. My children, That's right, you got some, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They still I, I take that little, field trip. They're still taking those that field was one trips. of the that was maybe the best field trip that, yeah, that you would there. take to the Heinz History Museum, and they'd have all the Franco gear there, all the immaculate reception stuff. Um, it's not only a moment that has transcended NFL history, obviously, as it was voted a couple years ago. Uh, the, the the most popular, popular play, the, play, the yeah. biggest play in NFL history when they were doing the you know the NFL 100 and all those countdowns. Uh, it, it, it's permeated the culture of football in this country. Um, it has certainly permeated more than just sports here in Pittsburgh and in Western Pennsylvania. Uh, there's museums dedicated to it. There's statues dedicated to it. If you wa- if you're walking up. You know Art Rooney Avenue to get into to uh, Akershire Stadium. There's a monument there, and the footprints of exactly where the catch happened, you, which is pretty cool. I mean, if you get a chance to check that out, yeah, that's pretty. That's dope a, that's something you know. If you've <laughs> never been to a Steelers game, or maybe if you only have a couple times and you've you've never checked that out, um, you got to get your picture taken there at the Immaculate Reception uh, marker there in between Heinz Field and, and you got to do the in pose. PNC Park. You got to do the pose. Um, it is it is it is certainly. Uh, a moment that defined generations in Pittsburgh. And, you know, for Franco Harris to get his re- number retired is not surprising to me. I think you and I have had this conversation before. When you talk to the people that were around then, right, the the people that have covered the Steelers for longer than you and I have been alive, Motsi, right, the Bob Labriolas of the world, the Ed Bouchettes of the world. The Stan Saverns? The Stan Saverns of the world. They will all tell you the same thing. To, to 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 a man, they uh, I've had this conversation with most of them, and they will all tell you the same thing. Mean Joe Green is the most important player in Steelers history, and number two is Franco Harris. It's not Terry Bradshaw. It's not Jack Lambert. It's not Ben Roethlisberger. It's Franco Harris because Mean Joe Green got here, and he laid the found foundation, and he changed the attitude, and, and the defense was built around him. But the team didn't win any playoff games. The team didn't go anywhere until Franco got here, uh, and when – you know, guys that have that type of depth of Steelers knowledge and and, and, and gentlemen who were there in the 70s when it all happened, uh, when they all unanimous, unanimously speak of Franco like that, that to me says it all. Because normally when you have those conversations, it's a huge debate, right? Oh, no, I got this guy. Well, I got this guy. Well, no, I'm actually, I'd say it was this person. Everyone who's who's been around through the decades, you, you ask them to list their most important Steelers of all time, it's Mean Joe 1, it's Franco 2, and so in that vein, with obviously the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception coming up as well, too, uh, it was not not surprising to me in the least bit that this was the announcement yesterday. Yeah, and I'm glad you were actually able to give that, uh, that background and that context on it because for a lot of the older Steeler fans who have lived through the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, and to where we are currently, they swear by Franco. Mm-hmm. They say exactly what you just said right there. Now, granted, I couldn't say it as eloquently as you did, but that is the consensus that we hear whenever we talk Mount Rushmore, whenever we talk Steelers all-time greatest running backs, even in the heart of L. Bell doing what L. Bell was doing here. Le'Veon Bell I'm talking about. And us current players at the time, teammates of his, would be like, man, you know, as much as we respect Franco and Bus, it was like, yo, L. Bell's that guy, right? Mm-hmm. And they're like, nah, it's different. Regardless of what them stats might say, it is different in terms of the impact that Franco had, not just on this team, but on this city as well. And those are some of the things that even when you're talking about him in retirement, 
he still continues to be a big dog in this community in terms of some of his nonprofit philanthropy mm-hmm. work, stuff that doesn't always get talked about because we know how it works. You know, you don't really get acknowledged for that type of stuff. Or you might at, at some point, yeah. and then it all just kind of falls by the wayside. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But to, to, to know some of what he's doing off of the spotlight as well, to me, man, that's also very impressive because for him, I mean, he doesn't have to do this. He could walk around and just be Steelers, Steelers legend Franco Harris, NFL Hall of or Pro Football Hall of Famer, and be fine with that. He has his restaurant at Akershore Stadium. He could just live just like that. But he continues to be impactful. He continues to be present, and that's something that, like I said, for me, man, just being as an alumni and just a fan of him, yeah, yeah, you know, I, I definitely respect that a lot. Um, but I did want to ask you, man, because obviously whenever you start talking retired numbers and stuff like that, we know that that's such a touchy subject here in Pittsburgh. Because <laughs> yeah, we let's don't, get into this, actually. Yeah, we don't really retire numbers. And that's the thing. I mean, so when we're talking about the different players that have had their numbers retired, Franco is just that third guy. But with Franco, I do think it opens up some debate or some question of could we extend these opportunities to have more jerseys retired? And if so... Who would that be? Because right. people will point to <clears throat> Terry Bradshaw's four Super Bowls. Sure. They'll point to Ben's impact. They'll point to Troy Palomalu, one of the greatest Lambert safeties of all time. Mel, Mel Blunt, Blunt, his impact. The game. You know, all of these different players who, mm-hmm. if they played for any Mike other— Webster. If they played for any other team, their jerseys would have been retired by now. They're unanimous Mount Rushmore yeah. for about every other organization Except in the NFL. Except here, and this is Hall of Famers we're referring to. We're not talking about all pros. We're not talking about pro bowlers. We're speaking on Hall of Famers. Traditionally, like you said, with other organizations, the Hall of Famers are getting the jerseys retired. It's that simple. But here, because we do have such a log jam of talent at the Hall of Fame level as well, we 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 have these conversations where we really don't retire numbers. We'll do yeah. the unofficial, hey, this guy isn't, no one's going to wear this jersey again. But to me, I do think there is a difference between the unofficial retired numbers and the officially agree with that retired numbers so what were your thoughts on some of those things though man in the sense of would you be open to more numbers being retired or do Mm -hmm. you think here with franco was perfect because the 50th anniversary because we're playing the raiders this year everything lines up it just made sense and that is kind of like a one-off how how do you interpret that so here's where i'm at let's go let's go thirty thousand feet view of retiring numbers I, i don't listen i got 2020 vision my eyesight has been elite for a long time. I'm I don't wearing know glasses if I got 30,000 right views. I'm just, let's, that's, do, that's, let's do big picture here, right? And then we'll zoom in to there how it go. specifically relates to the Steelers. Yeah, so so I'm, I'm in the 500 section. I don't want to be in the Goodyear blimp. Can I be in the 500 section? We'll I'll go just, micro, or sorry, we'll go macro and then go. micro. Yeah, so we'll right? go 500, 200, and then we'll go Champions Club. Okay. I got you. Very All good. Right. Very right. good. Work with me here. <laughs> In general, I am a anti-retire numbers guy, with few exceptions. Okay. Okay? And elaborate on that as well, please. Jackie Robinson should have his number retired. Roberto Clemente should have his number retired. And when you say Jackie Robinson, you talk like, league-wide. Because I don't know they already league- league-wide his. That's why I was... Let me say, if any athlete deserves to have it league-wide, it's Jackie Robinson. Fair. The fact yes. that Wayne Gretzky's number is retired league-wide across the uh, NHL is a joke to me. He was you a great hockey. So? Pl- he was a great hockey player, but wh- why is his number retired everywhere? See, he was great me, at hockey. To me, I look at Wayne kind of like how I looked at Michael Michael Jordan. Same it's here. Like, he was great think, at basketball. What, he wasn't. He wasn't Jackie Robinson. No, no. But think about this. Jackie obviously has the cultural part of it, hundred percent. But when we're talking about greatest of all time, Michael Jordan, up until LeBron James. And that's still very debatable. 
We haven't seen another player like oh, no Jordan, doubt. so that's the only no reason doubt. why I said the 23 because he's a one-off. And when I think of Wayne Gretzky as a person who's not a hockey, you know, I wasn't a diehard hockey fan growing up, that was the one name that everybody sure, knew. Sure. And you know who the next name was for me that I knew? That's when I found Lemieux? out about well, obviously Lemieux because the same time frame, but Sid the kid was like the next one that really came and was like another one of those big names that it didn't matter if you watched the sport. You knew you knew you just they knew were talking who he was. About. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And particularly for sports like hockey and basketball, that it might you know, it's hard to believe now, but in the seventies and eighties, I mean those those yeah. leagues were struggling. Absolutely, man. Um, so I get that. I'm not a fan of it personally. I th- here, here's where I'm going with this. My yeah. thesis on retired numbers is that you should have to be more than just a great player. Right, with you, you. Yeah. like, like the the impact that Roberto Clemente had in his home country and his community here, mm-hmm. with his skill on the baseball field yeah. and his tragic death in the middle of philanthropy. That to me, okay, nobody in Pittsburgh should ever wear the number twenty one again on the baseball yeah. diamond. But I have always felt that you need to be more than just great at your sport to get your number retired. That's just how I feel okay. personally, and and you can easily make other arguments otherwise. But I. Like, like the Yankees thing is – the Yankees have 20 or 21 retired numbers. Where are they yeah. going to be another 80 years from now? Well, I'm with you on the Yankees part, but that is very seriously what the Steelers could run into when you're talking about all these numbers. You that start could retiring all these numbers. Yeah. That, that to me – so that's that's the dangerous part of this. I don't want to be the Montreal Canadiens with 17 different numbers retired. But is it oversaturation if our quality is there? We're talking Mel Blunt. Hey, it's there for the we're, Yankees. It's you know certainly like, there. Like, it's certainly there for the Yankees. It's not like we're talking that's about where, average guys. We're talking about NFL players that impacted no, no the doubt. game. No doubt. Like changed the no game. No doubt. You know? Like no that's doubt. that's the part for me where I'm like, I get that side of it, but that's the other side. Cause these are like when we talk like just football and we're saying, hey man, name your top all time corners. Mel Blunt is gonna come up in that conversation if you're a Niners fan. If you're mm-hmm. a Packers fan, sure, sure. If you're a Jacksonville Jaguars fan, mm-hmm. when we say, "Hey, man, name one of the great, name your top five, top ten greatest greatest linebackers of all time," you don't think Lambert's name is going to come up in that conversation? Certainly. So, like, that's the part where it's like, man, if a person's name is consistently in those type of debates, league wide, that is part of that criteria in my perspective of like, yo, man, I think that's and I, that's deserving of it. You know, listen, I don't, I don't hate that. I just feel differently. No, no, no. But I, I like where you're taking it because you make it more than just sports. And for me— That's to me what, what Ring of Honors, Hall of Honors, so, those type of things are for. So I think this is how I look at the difference. So when I think of the Hall of Fame, I think of, hey, man, just whatever you did on the field, that's when I'm rolling with it. Especially because that's how the NFL has set it up. We're not like baseball or basketball There's where they the, really uh, care about the morality. morality clause. Yeah. yeah, That's never been a thing until it's here. They tried to pop that on us. I don't want to hear that. But when we're talking about— <clears throat> Dang, man, I just lost my trip. <laughs> Dago Tio, man. I got you in a pretzel. Yeah. I'm about to say Dago Tio. Hold on, Hall of Fame, Ring of Honor. Oh, there we go. Yeah, so, yeah. so the way I think of it is like this, man. So for the Hall of Fame, it's what you did on the field. You know what I mean? I don't care about the morality stuff because that's not how we set that up. When we're talking Ring of Honors, to me, I think that's a case-by-case basis. Some teams, they do care about what you've done off the field. Some, not so much. Case in point, I think about Buffalo. Man, we had O.J. Simpson up there since I've been up there. We know O.J. is one of the greatest running backs we've ever seen play this game. Yes, he is. But we also know he's been a part of some of the most <laughs> questionable, one of the yes, most we do. debated to this day, talked about cases. They're it, still making documentaries it, about it, it. It, it, it. And none of us can definitively say yes or no, and that's the other part. Okay? So, yes, 
when I think of that, I'm like, okay, clearly the morality isn't there. But when I think of the Pittsburgh Steelers, I say to myself, man, as much as I love 8-4, what would that look like if he was up there? And that's the part where it's like, man, I do feel the morality in that element because it's more specific to a team. And when you're talking about retiring a number, I do agree that that does matter. You can't retire guys' numbers that have that on them, you know? I, I completely agree. Like, I do agree with that stance 100%. I just think, like, like I said, but I, I do think it's more team by team. I don't I don't think it's as blanket across because not every team is gonna have the influx of talent like we have in Pittsburgh. Sure. Not every team can look and say, Hey man, we got thirty guys every year that we got a debate of this thirty, which five do we, we want to end up to our of ring Hall of honor? You know, like we that's that's our that's us problem. You think Jacksonville got that problem? Jacksonville just had their first Hall of Famer this year. Think about that. That is crazy. That's insane. Like <laughs> No, I mean, to be fair, they've only been a franchise still, since dude. the 90s, but, but still. that's still insane. But still. Yeah. It's like, man, like I think of these different teams where it's like they don't have this, you know, ton of uh, Hall of Famers, Buffalo Bills, Minnesota. Like, like, it's like, man, they got some guys, but it's not to the extent of the Pittsburgh Steelers. So when they think of retiring numbers, their Hall of Honors, their Hall of Honor conversations are guys that might have one Pro Bowl. Like, that's a different level of conversation than what Certainly we have here is. in Pittsburgh. Certainly is. But that's why I say I do think it's more case by case because it's hard to to fault a team that only has one player every 10-plus years that is worthy of that. And we're like, man, he went and make our ring of honor over here. But to them, they're like, nah, man, we got to retire. We got to do this and this and this. But for us, we just have a different standard. Oh, and I absolutely. think it's something that you know we shouldn't – I don't think it's a negative. I just think that it just it is what it is in, in mm-hmm. a sense, you know. And maybe that's part of it for me too. You know, the 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 two professional sports teams that I was the biggest fan of growing yeah. up, the Steelers and the Penguins, they don't really retire numbers. Yeah, I mean, but you think about how much talent has come through both of those organizations. Yeah, a lot of championships, absolutely, a lot of Hall of Fame, a lot of all timers. Yeah, individual success, team success, legacy, impact, like all of that. Absolutely. Bro, you know, from like the late '80s until 2000 and. 13 or 14, I think it was. The Penguins had the scoring champion of the NHL more than 50% of the time. Think about that, bro. Think about that. So, and you look at the Steelers. And again, I I think the only franchises with more Hall of Famers are the Bears and the Packers, I believe. And the Bears and the Packers, you know, a lot of those guys are from the 50s and 60s -hmm. when the Steelers were still finding their way as a franchise before any of us had heard about this thing called the Super Bowl. Everybody, like, like I said, I don't have a... Oh, if you disagree with me, you're an idiot stance on this. No, nah, no, nah, because it's not that type I, I, I of situation. I think it's just part of, like I said, being raised where my my two favorite teams were very select, you know, for, for the Steelers. It was only Ernie Statler, Statler and it was only me and Joe Green. For the Penguins, it was only Mario Lemieux, and it was only Briere, who tragically passed away after his rookie season with the team died in a car accident. That's why they retired his number. He had one of the best rookie seasons in NHL history at that point. Dies in a car accident in the offseason. They retire his number. Until Lemieux, that was the only one. So each organization has two. I, I like that discernment. Like we're gonna get into these similar arguments when the you know when this Penguins era is over. Mm-hmm. Crosby, Malkin, okay, Latang, okay, Flurry. I mean, you know where where are you drawing the line here? That to me is where I get back to. You have to draw the line but somewhere. What did you, what, you know what you tell you know what you told me in the past, as it pertains to Hall of Famers, right? If I say the name, shouldn't it be a debate. When you just said Sid the Kid and Gino, I'm not debating that. I'm like, yo, yes, they're done. I don't want to see another n- neither one of them numbers. But I think that's where I draw the line. Yeah. I don't know if yeah, I retire Latang and Flurry. I, I don't. I don't agree with Latang. Latang to me, I'm trying to think how can I make this analogy without being disrespectful. The way I think of Latang, just on the 
regular like just where mm-hmm. he's at for the Penguins. Great player or really good player, but not great player. Yeah, absolutely. And I kind of think of how like we look at Hines on a Hall of Fame level. Great comparison. Really, really good player. Great comparison. But I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. And it's not as a disrespectful thing. It's just when we're talking about Hall of Famers. You have to draw the line somewhere. It's another yeah. level to me. And that's part of the thing. Like when I look, when I look at Latang, I think of the same thing. I'm like, yo, dope player, but he's not on Sid and Malkin's level when we're talking about that type of player. So Casey Hampton, incredible player. Absolutely. And he's not Troy Polamalu. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I, and I just it, it's tough to to have those to yeah. draw those lines in the sand, particularly when you're talking about a group like the 70s Steelers As, who won you, four Super Bowls. Love them all. These Steelers they who won two Super Bowls. Absolutely. But <clears throat> to me, you it's either you draw you draw that hard line in the sand somewhere or you become the Yankees and it's where you've got two dozen numbers yeah. retired. It can't become oversaturated. And I know in the past the argument was, hey, man, you're going to run out of numbers to wear. Oh, you could do the double numbers. Well, yeah, eventually you run out of the double numbers. I mean, the Yankees are going to well. have to do that eventually like, at some point. But I'm like, think about it in football, man. It's like you got 90 guys on the roster. If you retire 20 numbers, you start doing the math. <laughs> How many double numbers are we going to be able to have out there, man? Eventually, we're going to start having two two linebackers with the same number. Oh, that ain't going to work. You know, maybe maybe it's tough, too. Uh, for Let's say for guys like Troy Polamalu and Ben Roethlisberger, if they played for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, they're retired right now. If they played for the Arizona Cardinals. Their number's retired right now. But you know what? They they didn't. Yeah. And I think you would rather be part of that fraternity of, of the Pittsburgh Steelers yeah. than maybe stand atop your, your own mountain with a lesser franchise. True. But you know the other part of this. When you're a fan of a Ben Roethlisberger, you're a fan of a Troy Polamalu, you know what your conversation is. Franco Harris, what he's done more impactful than what a Troy or what a Ben has done. Because the things that we talk about with Franco, we definitely can stand on those same things for both Troy and Seven. Sure. In terms of the on and off, off the field, stuff like that. It's like, man, more importantly, Troy. Like, to me, I'm like... Troy's legit in this conversation. Mm-hmm. Let me let me ask you this question Individually, too. Individually, team success on off the field. Oh, no like doubt. he, I, we could have discussions about seven if we want to. We could do that. And but obviously, was, Bradshaw and that yes. comes to that conversation as well. But Troy, I think it's a different conversation as it pertains to him. Defensive Player of the Year, best at his position, first it, ballot Hall of Famer, Super Bowl champ, multiple times. And you and a lot of the, some of the guys unreal that we've mentioned, person. you can't you like can't I said, say unreal that about. person yeah. off the field. Yeah. Unreal person. No, it's listen. There's there's no easy answer. There's no layup here. There, yeah. There's there's not. Um. Yeah, that that's it. Here, here, let me ask you this too. Yeah. If it's fifty years from now, okay, let's 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 go to the okay. the hundred year immaculate reception yeah. anniversary. You and I are old oh man. We're we're old old at that point. Fifty, bro. We said I'm at eighty four. You we, at we eighty. Old, we're old at that point, man. We sitting back on our on our we're retirement still, porches. Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying we down on somebody's we're still, island. We're lighting up some stogies, we, just we, chilling we, on the back porch with them a fresh drinks, them, them little colorful drinks with the little umbrella in them. That's what we on down there. Heck yeah. If fifty years from now there's a Steeler that wears number thirty two, are you gonna be real bothered by it? Are you asking me personally, or just like as a Steeler fan? Either way, if 50 years from now there's a Steeler defensive lineman wearing Bro, number 75, me, are you going to be bothered me, by me it? Me personally, I don't trip on a lot of stuff. Me personally. But as a Steeler fan, I would feel some type of way. Even it's, if there's that much time that's lapsed? Yeah. yeah. For me, just just because I I felt that error. Like, I've, I'm sure for the people that came before my generation, they have people that they saw wearing a number and they're like, man, no one should ever have that jersey on. Sure. We don't feel that way because we weren't there for them. But for our generation, it can be 100 years from now. If you saw a person in the Pittsburgh Steelers wearing number seven 
wearing number 43. You see someone walking around in a, 36. A, a 66 sweater. Come on, bro. Yeah. You, you are all of us because we're old enough to remember. We're old enough to know what that number means, the significance behind it. And you have to keep that same energy if and, we're going to be that way, that's, right? And that's yeah. the case. So that would be the, the, the oh, biggest. That's an interesting debate. That would be the biggest thing for me I want the people's right there, thoughts man. on this. No, without a doubt, man. So let us know, man, before we go to break. Um, hit us up on the Twitter.com at DaBody52. DaBody. And at Wesley Euler. The good hair. And kind of let us know, man, your thoughts on this uh, Jersey retirement conversation, man. Do you think we should expand it? And start retiring more jerseys? Or do you like the fact that it appears to be very, very exclusive with it just currently being three numbers retired? But either way, let us know on the Twitter.com. It's Arthur Moss and Wesley Euler on Steelers Nation Radio. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. 